Hello and welcome to LBC Irregulars, a Sherlock Holmes podcast radio episode brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. This is episode six of the radio show series. On this episode, we will listen to the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes, the Viennese Strangler, season five, episode 77, which aired on April 9th, 1945. And of course, it features Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce. I want to give a thanks to the Arthur Conan Doyle Encyclopedia website. They keep me straight on all these numberings of seasons and whatnot. Now, after we listen to the show, my guests and I will discuss our thoughts on it. We invite you to be part of that conversation. You can leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Or you can comment on the show at Longbox Crusade, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or you go old school and contact us with email, contact at longboxcrusade.com. Your comments might just get played on a future episode. Now it's time for the show. Let us dim the lights and travel back in our minds to a London of the past, through the chilled and foggy streets of London to 221B Baker Street. This episode from the life of Sherlock Holmes will be transmitted to our men and women overseas by shortwave and through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Petri Wine brings you... Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of... Sherlock Holmes. The Petrie family, the family that took time to bring you good wine, invite you to listen to Dr. Watson tell about another exciting adventure he shared with his old friend, that master detective Sherlock Holmes. And say, I want to ask you if you've sent in for that little present we've got for you. You know, that swell recipe calendar? It's free, of course, and it's really something. It's a two-year calendar for 1945 and 46, and it's beautifully done in full color. But the best part of it is that it's jammed with recipes and ideas for cooking with Petri wine. Send for your free recipe calendar tonight. Just send your name and address to Petri Wine, P-E-T-R-I, Petri Wine, San Francisco 26, California. San Francisco 26, California. The requests for this swell calendar have been coming in so fast, that you better hurry up and get yours before we get snowed under. Write tonight, and we'll send you your free recipe calendar at once. And now for our weekly visit with the good Dr. Watson. Let's see if he's waiting for us. Good evening, Mr. Thorpe. Oh, good evening, Doctor. Playing the phonograph, I see. Yes, my boy. And that particular melody has very potent memories for me. Here, I'll, I'll turn the thing off. You haven't come here to listen to a most You want a story, don't you, young fellow, my lad? That's right, Doctor. Well, let's sit down. All right. That's better. Now, I'll, now I'll tell you what. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Began in Vienna in 1889, many, many years before the insane house painter named Schickelgruber had converted that gay city into a place of fear and oppression. And uh, what were you and Sherlock Holmes doing there, Doctor? Just uh, taking a trip? Mr. Foreman, in those early days of our association, we didn't have the time or the money for just uh, taking trips. No, 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 we were in Vienna because Holmes had been engaged in certain highly important investigations. We were staying in a charming little pension inhabited by students and musicians. And on the night the story began, 
We'd finished dinner and had returned to our room. I was busy making some notes on the investigation we'd just concluded. And Holmes was scraping away at his beloved violin. What's wrong? Why can't I get it? Oh, it sounds uh, pretty to me. Pretty, really, old chap. Ah, an archer. A heavy-fingered one at that. Listen to this. Sounds like a fiddler of an Irish wake. Oh, take it easy, Holmes. Take it easy. There's no need to fling the violin down like that. What's no, chap? Why, with all your other excellent qualities, are you not a pianist? What's a piano got to do with it? In this case, everything. There's a piano in this room, and if you could play it, the Mozart sonata I'm struggling with might have some meaning. Come in. Oh, good evening, Fräulein. You wish to see me? You are Herr Sherlock Holmes. That is my name. Then, yeah, I wish to see you. I'm Leo Ullenstein. I live here on this pension. How do you do? Uh, this is my friend, Dr. Watson. How do you do, Herr Doctor? Oh, glad to meet you, my dear. Fräulein Ullenstein, uh, may I pay my tribute to the brilliance of your piano playing? You have the exact precision of phrasing that Mozart demands. How do you know, Watson? Both Dr. Watson and I were present at the command performance you gave at the Imperial Court a fortnight ago. I hate curious. I knew I'd seen you somewhere before. <laughs> uh, my friend was just expressing the need of a pianist as you walked in, young lady. Perhaps the... Oh, I'm sorry. I do not play with amateur. Amateurs were really... Uh, I do not mean to be rude. It's just that my life is dedicated to my professional oh, career. I quite understand, Fräulein. Mm -hmm. And now please tell me, uh, what can I do to help you? I must presume you have come to see me in my professional best. Jawohl. That is correct, Herr Holmes. Though I realize to a great detective like you, my problem must seem quite trivial. I... I am being blackmailed by a man in this function. He is Shandor Arpadi, a Hungarian painter who lives in the studio upstairs. Shandor Arpadi? Yes, I think I've heard of him. Since two months now, ever since he know my secret, he's come to me for money, and today he tells me he must have 250 gulden, or he will go to the police. I have not that much money. Herr Holmes, please to tell me what I shall do. Just what hold does he have over you? My brother, Carl, he got into some trouble here, and the police were looking for him. He ran away to München, uh, as you say, Munich, and... Sander Arpadi knew of this. He was a friend of mine, so I thought. When this trouble came on my brother, I turned to Shandor for help. He smuggled car out of the country, and he turned on me for blackmail. He's a bad man. I wish he was dead. First blackmail is a coward's at heart. I think Dr. Watson and I will call on the gentleman. By the way, does he have any written evidence of your brother's crime? Yeah, he has his address in Munich. I show Shandor a letter from him when he first go there, and keep the letter. They'll not give it back to me. And if he gave the police your brother's address, they'd, uh, they'd arrest him, eh? They would, of course. Yes, Here, Holmes, you please should tell me what I should do. I cannot go on this way. My, my music now, is... Now, Fräulein, right? calm yourself. I should be most happy to help you, and uh, if you will lead the way, we'll see how persuasive we can be with Shandor Apadi. <laughs> studio here, Holmes, at the end of the corridor. I see. Now, remember, young lady, you'd better let me do most of the talking. He must be out. Impossible. Now, oh, locked. I think, bearing in mind our party's profession, we'll take the liberty of opening his door. doesn't look a very complicated lock to me. Oh, I think this skeleton key will do the trick. Very dangerous, Herr Holmes. It's Shandor oh, find no, you. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that, Father. Right. We're perfectly capable of We've taken care of ourselves. Ah, uh -huh, there we are. 
close the door behind you, will you, Watson? Can't see a thing. I'll strike a match. Look at him. Clamped over his desk. Like the gas, will you, Watson? Like you, I hope. Yeah. Judging from his appearance, Fräulein Pullenstein, I think Sandor Pali had other enemies besides yourself. Less scrupulous enemies. He's been strangled. Look at the finger marks on his throat. Is he? Yes. Body is still warm, though. I'm afraid he's dead. I'm glad. But a bad man deserved to die. Watson, do you notice that the fingers of the killer have broken the skin and drawn blood? Yes, yes, yes. Should we not communicate with the police? Before we do that, Fräulein... We must see if we can find your brother's letter. Help me move the body, will you, Watson? Lying across an open dispatch box that might contain the document in question. Right, Joe. Come on, Mother. Oh, That's it. Ah. Hmm. Well, a painter, the late Mr. Alpari, was an unusually methodical man. Everything filed here in alphabetical order. Here we are. Fräulein Lea Ullenstein. And the letter has the Munich postmark. I think this must be the document in question. Will you examine it, please, Fräulein? Yeah. Yeah, this is the letter. Here, yeah, Holmes, how can I thank you? There's a little thanking for it. The blackmail of a still alive, I fear it uh, wouldn't have been so simple a matter. I wonder what other treasures this box contains. Hello. Hello. What is it, Holmes? Interesting. Extremely interesting. Look at this, old fellow. Good Lord. Information on the case that we've just been working on. And from the names attached to the document, I think we may assume that the dead man did not confine his blackmailing to struggling young pianists. He was after a big game, too. Yes, we'd better be careful, Holmes. I don't think that we should go for the police just yet. No. We'll start by having a little talk with the other residents of this pension. Fraulein, who lives in the room adjoining this one? I do, here, Holmes. And the room across the landing? Lai Chong Fo, the great Chinese actor. He's performing here at Vienna. I see. Then I think we'll start by calling on him. Return to your room, Fraulein, and we will let you know later what we've found. In the meantime, say nothing to anyone of what has happened. You do everything you tell me, here, Holmes, Please, once again, please let me thank you for what you've done. You know, Holmes, I'm not sure that girl didn't strangle a party herself. Pianist would have unusual strength of her fingers. And we know that she had the, the motive. And look how naturally calm she was when she realized the man was dead. I disagree with you, old fellow. Huh? I think what you refer to as unnatural calmness is really the cold attachment of the two artists. Well, I have a feeling we should keep an eye on her, just the same. We will, Watson, we will. And now I suggest we pay a visit across the landing to the distinguished Chinese actor, Mr. Ling Tu Fo. You wish to see me? If you could spare us a moment, sir. But of course, gentlemen. Uh, please do come in. My name is Sherlock Holmes. This is my colleague, Dr. Watson. Uh, how do you do, sir? How do you do? I am greatly flattered to meet you. Uh, you are not here to see me in your professional capacity, I hope, Mr. Holmes? Oh, no, not exactly. I just wanted to ask you a few questions. Uh, please, do ask me anything. Do you know Shandor Atari, the painter who lives across the hall? I, uh, I uh, know him by sight. We now do each other on the stairs. Not more. I see. Have you been in your room most of the evening, may I ask? But yes, I have been sitting here quietly for the past few hours, reading over the annex of Confucius. Uh, may I ask, sir, whether you heard any unusual noises this evening? Sounds of a struggle or a cry from the direction of Sandor Apaldi's room, for instance? I, uh, I uh, do not think so. Wait, yes, yes. I think I did hear laced voices in there and the sound of a cry. About how long ago was this? Oh, an hour ago, perhaps more. Is uh, anything wrong? Has the trouble come to Shandor? Shandor? I thought you said you would uh, 
Only a nodding acquaintance with the gentleman. He is a, a well-known artist. It is only natural I should call him by his false name, Mr. Holmes, even though I do not know him. Uh, has something happened to him? I'm afraid so, but I can't tell you any more about it at the moment. Thank you for your cooperation. We shall see you again, no doubt. Good evening, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Good, uh, good, evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, that fellow wasn't telling us the truth, you know, Holmes. He seemed to shift it to me. Well, where are we going now? Downstairs to the porter's desk. There's only one entrance to this house, you'll remember. The porter may be able to tell us of uh, any unusual comings and goings in the last hour or two. Come on, old chap, don't dawdle. There's a great deal of work ahead of us. What can I do for you? How long have you been on duty tonight? Uh, since five o'clock. Did you notice what people have come in or gone out since then? No one has gone out. Ah, splendid. And who came in? Fräulein Ullenstein came in just after six, oh, yes. and uh, her appetite, the painter, came in a few minutes later. That is all. Ah. Who lives in the other ground floor apartments besides Dr. Watson and myself? There are only two other apartments. In the one to the right of the corridor lives uh, Madame Janssen. She's a Swedish lady, mm-hmm. a sculptor. And in the other Signora Violetti, the Italian opera singer. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm much obliged to you. I'm happy to be of service, Herr Holmes. Well, where are we off to now? Back, back to our room? Oh, we'll call on Madame Violetti if she's at home. Oh, it sounds as if she's very much at home. That is a friend of a come to Sydney. Bravo! Bravissimo! I have so much wish to make her acquaintance. Sit down. Sit down. Uh, I'm afraid we can only stay for a moment, madam. My, my friend wanted to ask you a few questions. Yes, signora. I just want to I know, know your questions. Oh. You play the violin. I have heard you. Yes. You want to know whether the great Valeria will allow you to accompany her in the magnificent soprano aria, Allo so from a Mozart's Ile Flota Magico. <laughs> your lattice answer to your question is a CC. But uh, if you don't mind, uh, 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 that was not one of my questions. It was not, but I will sing it with just this same. It's flatter me, but um, at the moment there are other things on my mind. Signora Violetti, do you know Shandora Paddy? Mm, by his side, that is all. He makes at me, but I know pay attention. I do not like on Gallon. You haven't seen him this evening? No. I've been alone reviewing the score at La Troviata. Uh, uh, yes. I am going to sing it next week here in Vienna. I hope you will both be present. It would be a great treat for you. I'm sure it would be, Senora. Oh, it is sad you must go so soon. But come and see me again, and I will sing for you both before you leave Vienna. Great Scott with a ghastly woman. She's not your murderess, I'm sure. And now I suppose we'll have to question this sculptress woman. And then we'll talk to everyone in the house. No, I think before we visit her, we'll examine the dead man's room a little more closely. That black tin dispatch box may hold the key to this mystery. Numbskull. 
I think I'd go through these papers thoroughly at first. Uh, they tell an interesting story. A party had obviously been blackmailing Madame Janssen, the, the sculptor. Yes, and also our friend, the Chinese actor, Lai Tung Fo. Then Lai Tung Fo was lying when he said that he didn't know a party. Obviously. By George, three of the four people living in this house in his power. Hello. Uh, uh, what's the matter? What have you found? Footprints with a cigar ash on the carpet. Prints of a small foot leading us to this closet. Somebody must have been hiding in there. Yes, huh? possibly. Uh-huh. Take a look at these, Watson. And hair. Long black hair. Where were they? On a hook in the cupboard. Someone bracing themselves back so as to be out of sight could easily leave such evidence. I've got it, Holmes. I've got it. The long black hair, the long nails that caused the peculiar mark, a party's throat, and a small footprint. It was a woman. Yeah, but which one? Fräulein Ullenstein and Signora Violetta in both have blonde hair, remember? And it must be that sculptor's woman. Not necessarily. Who else? Not a woman. I'd have small feet, long nails, and long black hair. I kill the Chinese actress. Come on. He's still there. Come on, sir. Come on. Let's go in. Oh, look at him. He's praying. His head's in his hands. Oh, my dear fellow, I'm afraid prayers can do him no good now. He's been strangled. Strangled with his own cue. <laughs> Dr. Watson's story will continue in just a second. So I'm going to take that second for a fast question. I know you've probably tasted port wine, but have you ever tasted Petri California port? Have you? Because if you haven't tried Petri port, well, you can just tell yourself right now, you don't know how good a port can be. Petri port is rich, red, and hearty. But what you want to know is how does it taste? The answer to that is short and sweet. The taste is terrific. And say, Petri California Muscatel is on the terrific side, too. Petri Muscatel has the flavor and fragrance of real juicy Muscat grape. Mm-hmm. Both wines are perfect after dinner or any time you're sitting around talking with your friend. Try them. They're great. They've got to be because they're Petri. back to tonight's new Sherlock Holmes adventure. The famous pair are staying in Vienna, where they've become involved in the mysterious strangling of a notorious blackmailer. As we rejoin our story, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson are cross-questioning another of the suspects, a Swedish sculptress by the name of Madame Young. What do you want with me? Why have you come in here? Well, we just wanted to ask you a few questions, madam. To admire your figurines, may I ask if you always work in clay? Yeah, but what's that for you? Do you wish to buy some of my sculpture? Uh, no, but I assure you the question was pertinent. Tell me who you are and stop wasting my time. Uh, my friend is a private detective, madam. A detective? Who sent you here? No one sent me here. I'm conducting an investigation of the murder of Shandora Paddy. Shandor dead? Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad. Yes, madam, but we happen to know that you had a motive for killing him. He'd been blackmailing you. Get out of here! What right of you to come here and question me? No, 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 no. Look here, madam. If you know what's good for you, you will answer our question. And if you know what's good for you, you'll get out of here, both of you. Come along, Watson. But Holmes, you can't possibly... Forgive me, madam, for our intrusion. You've meant no rudeness. You have been rude. Intolerably rude. Go away. Whatever made you back down like that, Holmes? Obviously, she's the killer. But her hair was just black. Yes, but it was short hair. You didn't notice the size of her feet anyway. She works in clay. 
If it had been marble, I might have suspected her. Oh, my soul, Holmes, I wish you'd tell me what you're driving at. The answer to these killings now, Watson. But I'll have to prove it. I'm afraid I must work without you, old chap. Would you mind waiting for me in our room? No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. That may be dangerous. Wait for me in Signora Violetti's room, if you don't mind. I'll join you there as soon as my work is done. Pretend that you have returned because you were so enchanted with her voice. Oh, good. Scott Holmes, you can't ask me to be alone with, with that dreadful woman. Please do as I say, Watson, and don't question me. There isn't a moment to be lost. My dear doctor. No, no, madam, I'm afraid I don't. You've not heard about great Giuseppe Verdi? Well, I heard him, of course, but uh, I can't identify his, his work. <laughs> that was from a Rigoletto, you silly man. Rigoletto? Tom, tell me your favorite composer. I will sing a song to be just for you. I will turn the gas light down. <laughs> that will be so much more romantic. <laughs> Now, who is your favorite composer? Oh, uh, I don't know that I have any. Uh, uh, what's it? Wagner's very fine, you know. Wagner is a hobby like a most German composers. But the Alatic and a Mastrim. Oh, Lord, here she goes again. Chinese actor. I am sorry to make commotion, but as we say in my country, those who come from grave seek his double knowledge. Oh, you devil! You devil! I kill you once! I kill you once! I kill you again! Thank you for the confession, Senora Violetti. You can testify to it, Watson. Holmes! No, you don't, Senora. Your nails are too sharp for my liking. I'll kill you to both of you! I'll Catch her. She's fainted, Holmes. Fainted, eh? What an undramatic exit for a most dramatic lady. Well, Holmes, now that you've turned Signora Violetti over to the police, perhaps you tell me what made you certain that she was a murderess. It was obvious from the beginning that Harry was strangled by someone with long fingernails. When Lightung Fo was killed, it ruled him out. Then who was the woman with a motive and long nails? Well, that's right, my dear fellow. Was the woman Fraulein Ullenstein? No. Being a concert pianist, her nails were naturally short. The sculptress who worked in clay, again, no. That would make it impossible for her to mold her delicate figurines. Therefore, Signora Violetti, by the process of elimination, was the only woman with long nails. But why did she strangle the Chinese actor, too? Undoubtedly, he witnessed the first killing, the long black hairs in the closet, were from his cue. I presume that later he threatened Signora Violetti, and so he himself was strangled. I still don't understand why she strangled our party in the first place. Mr. Watson, I think you'll find that he's uh, been blackmailing her, too. Remember, he had documents incriminating everyone in the house except her. I think uh, we may assume she killed him and then removed her own papers from the dispatch box. But I'd no proof, and so, well, I had to frighten her into confession. So that's why you disguised yourself as Lai Tung Fu. Yes, I borrowed the robes from his room. Lucky that the lights were low as I entered. Yes. And it's also fortunate 
that to the average European, all Chinese look alike. Aaron? Ah, Fräulein Ulstein. We're coming in to see you in a few minutes. I've been waiting so anxiously. Is everything all right? Well, from your point of view, my, my dear young lady, yeah, there's nothing more for you to worry about. Oh, I would like to repay you here, Holmes. I, uh... I've done very little for you, but if you really feel that you owe me something... Yeah? Well, perhaps just this once you wouldn't mind uh, accompanying an amateur. <laughs> it would be a pleasure. What did you wish me to play? A Mozart sonata. But of course. There are no from the E-flat, I Ah, suppose, that's huh? splendid. Please follow. You like Mozart here, Doctor? Oh, very much, young lady. Very much. In fact, uh, I, uh, I might say he is my favorite composer. <laughs> Charming. Perfectly charming. I only wish that, that all our adventures could end so melodiously. <laughs> Tonight's Sherlock Holmes adventure is written by Dennis Green and Anthony Boucher and is based on an incident in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story, A Case of Identity. Mr. Rathbone appears to the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Mr. Bruce to the courtesy of Universal Pictures where they are now starring in the Sherlock Holmes series. This is Bill Foreman saying goodnight for the Petri family. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Okay, now... It is time for our thoughts, our highs, and our lows on this episode. But first, let me introduce my special guests on this episode. It's pretty much the LBC crew. So welcome back, the uh, Watson to my Sherlock. It's DJ Cristalis. Welcome back to 221B. Oh, I'm just sorry, Jared. I'm trying to look for, I had this calendar with some wine recipes. There was something mm. that said it might pair well with some pipes two that you could get and so i have you seen this my calendar of wine recipes i have not but i'll keep an eye out for it okay all right i'll keep looking around a little bit and i'll, I'll see uh, they may not have gotten you that calendar because they may have gotten snowed under there could be okay I'll, I'll, I'll keep a look. i'll keep a look out for it all right while you're doing that let's talk to my uh older wiser brother the mycroft to my sherlock it is jason the weasel skullbrick welcome back to 221b Still not sure exactly why I agreed to come here. I'm a professional, and I don't usually uh, perform with amateurs. <laughs> amateurs. All right, then. Fair enough. And to round it out, to give us the full LBC crew, we have, well, Constable Wilkins? Williams? He's not really in the radio. It's Delvin. <laughs> Delvin, welcome back. Oh, oh, hey, 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 guys. Like, uh, 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 you, you probably don't want to, like, hear me listening to sleep talking. I'll, I'll stop that. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, hey, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the hey. show. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, that's everybody. And now that we know who the players are of this episode, let's get the highs and low. Real quick, you did get that right from the start of where Watson was like playing. The he, was I, I, he was listening <laughs> to old records. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah finally yeah. clicked. There we go. That was like I, I super just, uh, loud. You know, that was like super loud too. I'm it like, was. Oh, yes. Cow. The guy is well, the guy's old, so he's probably cranking that music up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. now. <laughs> just wanted to make sure there was some enjoyment. I was like, why is he doing that? That's why I did it. <laughs> All right. So, yes, 
let's talk about this episode. Your Petri Wines, you're listening to records, maybe even some of the content of the episode. Let's play it counterclockwise and start with Pat. What do you got? Round one. Well, round one, let's go ahead and talk about Watson. You know, listening through this and, you know, it, it's the whole story of, of these are, you know, through Watson's eyes, you get to see him, you know, they meet him and he begins to tell the story. And then in this story, this story, he was really kind of bumbling Watson in this one, I, I thought. But it's like, oh, that Watson, he's so funny and he's just so bumbling around. And I enjoyed it. Just the comments he would say and do was just just kind of fun to see what trouble Watson was going to get himself into, especially when he had to go back to the lady that sings. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and she's trying to turn down the lights. And yeah, like, oh, that Watson, you know, he's a <laughs> ladies killer. She said it'd be more romantic. And he was like, oh, 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 my favorite? Oh, I like Wagner. <laughs> All he needed was some Petri wine. It would have been yeah. an evening. So like, I saw the, I saw the mystery. Is she, is she the murderer? Okay, get out. Just give me, give me like five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah, old Senora Violetti liked her some Watson. All right, Jason, what do you got in round one? I'm going to go with a bit of a what the... I'm not sure what the brother did that the guy was holding the the ransom for. The, yeah, the brother who had run away to Munich. So I had some questions about Holmes and Watson. Like, are you letting them get away with a felony? I mean, is this like... Aren't you kind of in Moriarty territory at this at this stage? <laughs> I just had questions. Was he defecting or something like that? From well, They didn't really say. They I just wasn't... were like, he got into some trouble, and he had to get out of the country. Oh, okay. And next thing I know, my boy Holmes is doing some B&E and going through this guy's papers and hiding from the police, hiding a body from the police. I'm like, you might have stepped over the line on this one just so you can get this professional piano player to accompany your violin. <laughs> you got to have goals. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that too, Jason. And I guess, you know, he was trying to solve the problem of the extortion. And so he didn't dig too deep <laughs> into what the brother did. And I was wondering if this wasn't one of those kind of hint, hint, wink, wink, because it's a World War II era episode. Like, oh, the brother went against the government, you know, he was persona non grata, maybe against the Nazis or the SS. Was that what they were hinting at? Maybe. I may have injected that's, that myself. Yeah, that's where I was. I mean, it didn't a, take place. Like point. the story didn't take place in the 40s, but it was recorded then. And I was wondering if there was like a, a wink going. OK, on. yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just, you know, I had questions. And then what was he going to do when it, the guy had been alive? He's like, yeah, we'll see if we can persuade him. Are they going to rough this guy up and get the paper back? <laughs> that's, what like, made, what? that's what Watson made it sound like. He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. don't worry. We know how to handle ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, give, give him a brass knuckles and we'll take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, Watson, are you really old enough to do that anymore? I wasn't sure. Well, remember, he's telling a story from the past. This is so, yeah. uh, That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, that was weird. Had a lot of questions. Just yeah, a lot of I could, questions. I could understand that. And I, I kind of did too, because I listened to it a couple times to make sure I understood all the angles. But yeah, that was weird. That was speaking of weird, Delvin. <laughs> Love that transition, Jared. I'll speak about something that may be a little bit weird since it wasn't about the story, but a little bit about the production. I enjoyed the opera music, whoever they got to sing, 
those parts, she sounded very, very lovely. I appreciated that. That was cool. I actually appreciated the violin too. When Holmes was playing the violin and I could even tell he's like, I'm sounding a little bit off and he did. He sounded a little bit just heavy on the string as opposed to just being light and just an airy and letting it play. I mean, and that's for like, you know, the small bit of theater that I've, you know, ever had in my life. I could even tell that. And I appreciated those little touches. And if I had to go on the bad side of it, for whatever reason, that organ that was playing in like the in-between scenes seemed really loud. <laughs> it was like, you know, the character is speaking is like, oh, yes, yeah, so and we're going to go to the hammer. And we'll be back, organ. Dang, 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 dang. Like, oh, my God. Why is it so loud? I want to make it very clear to you that they're changing scenes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really clear. So uh, so the, the music part of it is we kind of have talked about it sometimes, like in a few of the episodes that I've been in. And I just wanted to mention it here. I really did appreciate the craft that went behind trying to draw you into it. Excellent. Excellent. One of my favorite things about this one, and maybe someone can riff on that as we go into round two, is you know this is our sixth radio episode. And to me, this is like one of the more sort of classic, go into a building, you know, four or five suspects, figure it out. It's like a classic Holmes, you know, building, body, suspects, you know, basically, and, you know, that's about it. So I thought that was neat. And uh, I'll go back to Pat if you have thoughts on that or, or something else. No, I actually do have that. That was one of my notes is I like how they went around questioning everybody. I like that. And so you kind of kind of got to hear what they were asking, try to figure it out. It gave you a chance to try to figure it out yourself of who may have done what. So I was really intense and in listening to see what I would pick up on. You know, I kind of thought the guy did it. And then, but at the end, who really did it kind of threw me off just a little bit until it came around again. So a little duped, I got. A little um, duped? But, yeah, a little duped. But I liked it. But I also liked just another classic Holmes cosplay, right? His cosplay tricks, how he gets them <laughs> and dupes the... Dupe. So bad. I, if you could have seen it, I could just I try to you once, this. I'll kill you again. <laughs> like, Holmes's <laughs> terrible Chinese accent. He was like, luckily for me. Or luckily yeah. for us, most like, Europeans think all Chinese look alike. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I was like, oh, man. That's for, on the surface, you're like, that's just awful, right? And then you think about it, it gets more awful because, like, wait, Holmes was playing the role. You don't look Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I know well, where they got well, it from, from for James Bond. Yeah, I, you only look <laughs> <laughs> but like when he, when he said that i was like that's an odd comment but then i thought about it more i was like wait how could he even have passed whatever it worked. well, like well luckily was shadow and yeah luckily down. the lady was trying to get with watson so you know i wonder if holmes knew that watson was going to be such a player and the girl was smitten with him that she turned down the lights just enough so he can sneak in and, and kind of mm -hmm, surprise her like true. that. that's true that's true the lights were low and all that and i'm sure he used the robe and but like his speaking voice, I was like, that is clearly <laughs> doing a voice and a bad one at that. But uh, hey, whatever, whatever convicts the murderer, right? That's what that, that was hot. Jason. Well, you touched on mine. I like the theme of this mystery, how it was contained all in that apartment building. It was a classic whodunit. I liked how Holmes figured it out because essentially the murderer was the only one who didn't have some sort of piece of blackmail in that box. Mm -hmm. 
And so that was cool. It had led me to question, though. I was like, why didn't you just take all of the pieces, right? That's what I would have done. If I had killed the guy, I would have taken all the pieces of blackmail. You had to leave it so that would make the other people look more suspicious, right? Well, no, because he figured from the process of elimination that the killer, like everybody else in the building, had some blackmail that was in that in that box except the killer because she took hers yeah. out. If she would have taken everybody's out, then I don't know. Maybe she'd still be at large. But uh, I did like the contained feeling. I really got a sense, a visual sense of the building and the different apartments as the investigation was going around. And so it, the theme, the scene, I guess, I don't know if that's the right term for radio, but just the mental scene, I thought worked really well for this story. Yeah. This is almost one of those ones where Holmes believes in justice and not the law. I mean, do you think she would ever kill anybody else again? If this guy was a complete turd. I might have let her go is all I'm saying. <laughs> let me ask, because for some reason, I always, like, not only do I get duped, sometimes I'm like, who did it again? And by the way, I listened to this twice. Was the person who came to Holmes the one who committed the murder? No. No. It was the opera singer. Okay. I did like the deduction, and I'll just take this as my turn, Jared, of how he figured it out, like, especially with the nails. It's like, okay, like the killer, whoever killed or did the strangling had long nails. And then once there's the guy who got strangled later, so it's like, well, obviously he didn't, he he didn't kill himself. And then everyone else had short fingernails. It only left one person that even could plausibly do it. I did like that. That was very simple deduction. And I liked that part of it, how simple the deduction was. Uh, One more thing I'll add is for whatever reason, and I was listening intently, especially the last 10 minutes of the second time that I listened, for whatever reason, the sound just seemed, I don't know, jumbled. And I couldn't quite understand what it was that was going on. And so it left me very confused. Like, I mean, I, I shut out all other noise and was just listening to my phone and hearing it air and I could not discern exactly what was going on. And I didn't know whether I was the only one or not. It's probably not unique to you, Delvin. One of the challenges of doing the show is finding old Holmes radio shows of decent quality. And to be honest with you behind the scenes, before I share them with you guys, I even boost them and noise reduce and all that just to get as good as I can. But sometimes that happens. You brought up a great point before that too, though, that it kind of answered my question. I said, which would this woman kill again? Well, I guess the answer is yes, because I forgot she killed <laughs> she killed uh, Ling Fu Fo. That's right. Yeah. And I thought that was a good because like Delvin said, it was a good deduction thing. Okay, who had long nails? Because remember that at first they thought it was nails and dark hair, but then they deduced that the dark hair was from Ling Fu Fo because he was hiding when she killed him. So he was the witness, and that's why she killed the both of them. And I thought, oh, that was a pretty brilliant little ad because otherwise it would have been almost too simple and straightforward. So I kind of liked the curveball that they put in there with that. So I thought that was a a fun episode overall. I liked, I really liked, uh, I think Pat brought this up very first thing, was Watson just, he was cracking me up with that opera singer. Like, oh, here she goes again. And (laughs) don't make me go back to that ghastly woman. Yeah. He did not care for that lady. Hey, you know what? She ended up being a, a murderer. Speaking of uh, duped, Pat, I thought this was a good one, too, because I wanted to bring up the fact that it, it, I was not 
sold on who the killer was until yeah. we got pretty much to the end. I was like, yeah. well, I can well, I eliminate Ling Fu Fo because he's yeah, dead. <laughs> yeah. Because you're like, okay, this guy seems a little wishy-washy. And then you figure out why he was because he didn't want to say, you know, he was hiding or whatever. But yeah, is it? I'm like, is it the girl that was asking for the help? You know, my mind always goes to the person they try to sweep under the rug the most. So I was leaning towards the doorman. Remember they went down and talked to the yeah. doorman about the comings and goings? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, this is the guy they're trying to brush past and make us not notice. The one thing, though, is that Watson at one point says, well, it can't be her with the opera singer. I don't remember why, but he's like, well, it can't be her. And so I was like, okay, that's got to be her. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been because she. they said she had short hair. But then they figured out that anything goes because they figured out the long hair that they found at the mercy was actually the right. Asian you're right. That's what it was. Yeah. So anyway, no, I, it was a good one. I mean, they've all been good and fun in their own ways, but this one just kind of felt like that classic sort of almost Agatha Christie esque people in a building who killed them. I thought that was yeah. cool. And with that in mind, I think it's time we score this episode. And of course, we have our one to five pipes scale. Five means you loved it. Four means you thought it was very good. Three means it was okay. Two was not so good. And one, you hated it. Delvin, how many pipes are you going to give on this? I'm still right in the middle. I have no issues whatsoever listening to these. I'm obviously not a burden. And I wanted to listen to it again to see if I picked up on any extra things. It's Holmes and Watson. It would just have to absolutely just bore me to tears to go below the three point. And it, did. it didn't and it hasn't. I want to invest in them further so i can get to a level of four or five it just hasn't happened for me yet he's putting a three down jason you know i was waffling between a three and a four jared i think your explanation of the world war ii setting for when this aired really helped kind of push me to that four that's the one thing that was really holding me back was does Holmes even know what this guy did like is he aiding and embedding a criminal I was kind of hung up on that a little bit through the story. But other than that, like we talked about, I really like the feel of it. It really set the mood. The quality of the radio is a little iffy, as Delvin said, but I can't really, you know, it just is what it is. I can't fault the show for that. So long-winded way of me saying four. I'm going to give it a four. Well, I'm glad I could help because I just had that same problem you did. I was, <laughs> I got hung up on that too. And I, that was my no prize way of thinking. Like, well, well maybe they were hinting at, eh, anyway, best I could do. Pat, uh, <laughs> are you going to get on the three train, get Ooh, off the three train oh. and onto the four train? Oh, well, oh, well let me tell you. Yeah. To toot you all the way to a five? You know, ooh, that's, ooh, that is kind of tempting. But I, like Jason, was waffling a little bit between a three and a four. Middle three, you know, high three. But I think what I really like is that us talking about them is so fun together too. You know, that adds that extra layer of hearing what you guys thoughts were and, oh yeah, that's right. That was a good part as well too. The, you know, the chemistry of the Sherlock and Watson again, just all in all a fun episode and just the nostalgic of this with the commercially wine things that they try to interwine here and just make it a part of the show. It's just so fun. I'm giving I'm giving it a four. I had a fun time listening to it. Yeah, I, I can hear you on that, man. I think uh, if the impressionist painter painted you, he'd, he'd look like a, a bottle of petri wine and a sport jacket. <laughs> 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 just craziness. 
And you know what? That Watson craziness, you brought it up. We laughed about <laughs> Yeah, it was just a hoot in this episode. Made it an easy four for me. I already liked the classic, like I said, Agatha Christie-ish setting of people in a building, figure out who did it. I liked that a lot. And then Watson's performance got me to a four pretty easily. And you know what? That is it for this episode of LBC Irregulars, the Sherlock Holmes podcast radio version. I want to thank my guests. Let's see where we can find them on the internet. We will start with Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. Well, Jarrett, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin. Twitter, D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. Back to you, Jared. Why, thank you, Delvin. I'm at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And remember, you can leave us a voicemail with your thoughts at 707-532-5269, or you can comment on the show at Longbox Crusade, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Or send us an email, contact at longboxcrusade.com. We are interested in your thoughts. Thank you for joining us. As a reminder, we couldn't do this show and all of our shows on the Longbox Crusade Network without the support of our Crusaders Club members over on Patreon. And you could join their ranks for as little as a dollar a month at www.patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. We'll now thank our Crusaders Club members as we ride off in our handsome cab. I've been your host, Jared Albrecht, and I look forward to joining you on the next episode. And Helica Wolf. Oh. Oh. Auburn Elvis. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robinson. Dave Collins. Battle Wagon. Battle Wagon. Ezra Gallo. Gary V. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Jason Keen. Jason Lady. Jeremy L. Jim, Jeremy, Jim, Jeremy, Jim, Jeremy, Jim, Jeremy, I hope you like them German too. Jim Meal. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. Kathy Bright, the MVP. Mark Ross, a.k.a. Clark Trent. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick of Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey 67. Spreadsheet. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cup. I can tell you after being in Europe that you got to pay extra for a Viennese strangler. <laughs> All right. Little <laughs> heads up from Jason. <laughs> There's extra cost involved in that.